0: Welcome to the Living Faith Fellowship Conference podcast. The Living Faith Fellowship is a peer network of like-minded churches united under a single biblical authority and one common mission. You're about to hear a message from one of the many conferences hosted by the Living Faith Fellowship every year. We pray it's a blessing. Let me tell you a little bit about... uh our translation project and what uh, I'm about to show you uh, so when we took on the project of uh, translating the Bible into Albanian we had no experience with translating the, the scriptures uh, but we did, did have experience with studying the Bible so the first thing to, to consider was uh, how do we how do we go about it most, most uh, examples of, of Teams that had done the translation that we looked at uh, had basically started from a certain book of the Bible usually the the New Testament and then worked their way from from there, finish one book of the Bible and go to to the next book and, and so on and in our case because we we believe that every word of God is pure and God uses specific individual words to carry out the truths of, of his word and to convey doctrinal truths and, and meanings through special words, then we found the need, saw the need to pay special attention to every single word. And so, when you start with a translation, if you're starting with a certain book of the Bible, it's it's really hard just to manage all of the words. It's it's hard to manage how you have translated in a certain word uh, elsewhere. And so, if you start with with the text, the, prob- the problem, the difficulty you're going to run into, is the risk of conflating certain words, that they sound the same and they they're, they're synonyms. But if God went to the trouble to use different words, then we must put in the same effort and uh, do do the same thing, or at least attempt to do the same thing, to keep the, the words as specific as God has has uh, used them. Um, very sorry Uh, so what we did is we took the whole text of the King James Bible which is seven hundred eighty nine thousand plus words and then we looked up every word we wrote a program that looks up every word in the text and then we took out all the all the, the the unique words in the text and so out of seven hundred and eighty nine thousand plus words there's twelve thousand five hundred and thirty unique words in the Bible in the King James Bible and those are translated at different frequencies but basically there's only twelve thousand five hundred and thirty words that you are reading in in the King James Bible if if you uh, if you read that And so what we did is we took basically all the letters of the alphabet and we made a program a platform where we we under each letter of the alphabet we have all the words in the Bible that start with that with that letter and then we go word by word basically our our process is that instead of starting translating the text we go through each word of of the Bible under each letter and then uh, for each word we work at the individual word level and then for for each word we 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 look up how that word is used in the bible and we see how god defines that word in the bible and after we have a clear understanding of how god has defined this word in the bible then we make a determination of how this word will be translated into albanian before we you know there are a lot of words that we know obviously these are not we're not new to languages or the the language of the scriptures however God has a way of defining words and and so we look uh, we look in the scriptures now because this is especially important for for Albania because we're, we're doing a translation as well as a Bible dictionary since we're working with every word and since we're spending time first with every word of the Bible. We're spending time to also build a, a dictionary of the scriptures. There is no, there's no dictionary in Albanian for, for Bible words. There's an Albanian dictionary, but, but no dictionary for Bible words. And because Albania was under communism for 50 years, a lot of the words that are, that are in the culture, they have a different meaning than the way God uses those words in the scripture. And some of those may surprise you, like the word grace, for instance, or mercy, have a negative context in Albanian. Uh, language and culture because uh, you know uh, it's seen something like you know you are showing pity to somebody and and that person is not worthy of anything so people when you talk to them about God's grace like I don't want any grace I'm good (laughs) and so it's important for us to besides the translation to provide a dictionary of each of the words uh, in 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 the Bible so we we start with Looking up every, every word, everywhere it appears in the Bible, how does God define this word? And then we provide a, a translation from that. Uh, now we, we spend a lot of time with each word because we, we believe that's important. So we do, we, we are translating the King James Bible, but we do also look at the Masoretic text in, in Hebrew. We look at the TR, we look at other Bibles in other languages that were translated from the TR, like the Valera 1602. And the Diodati, the Italian one from 1607, because those are languages that we're familiar with, and they are contemporaries of the King James Bible, just a few years apart. So they had access to the main manuscripts. And by the way, when I say we, I mean I mostly mean my wife, because um, <laughs> have, have you all seen have you all seen the movie Matilda? Okay, some of you have. Well, if you ever wondered what she would look like as an adult exhibit a right here the (laughs) third third row she has read every book in the library (laughs) and so we we, we spend time uh, looking at each each word and then we we also categorize each each word we have about 400 categories of things the Bible talks about so these would not be any, any particular thing that that we come up with, but it's just topics of things that the Bible talks about, and uh, and so we have about 400 different categories of things that each word in the Bible falls into, and what that enables us to do is conduct some searches in the Bible when we start studying the Scriptures, conduct some searches that are not able otherwise. When most of the study tools that we, we looked uh, and, and saw uh, in, in the scriptures are, I apologize for that, that's a lot of work. Okay. All right, so this, this is our platform, this is where we work on, and so on the top you have all the letters of the alphabet, and when you click on each letter, this is letter A, uh, on the left side is going to show you all the words there are 925 words that start with the letter A in the King James Bible and next to them it's going to have a number that shows you the frequency of how often is this word used in the Bible and so we go in like uh, this is Aaron for instance we go in word by word and so we look at the uh, like I said the process of understanding that word we look at alternate spellings sometimes different people in the Bible are known with different spellings sometimes you go from Hebrew to Greek like Elijah Elias Uh, they have different spellings because the languages that, that they were written in and so this gives us a chance to say if a certain person or a city or uh, another n- noun has another spelling that when you search for that person, I will show you in a second what it looks like, when you search for that person, if you want to find out the other alternate spellings, you can do a, a specific spelling, but if a person is known by different spellings or by different names, then we have that, uh, we write it down here so that the, the software can-, can pick it up, and this is our, our categories here on the left. So, for instance, he is a type of Christ. We take uh, note of colors, geometrical shapes, numerology, uh, all the types in the Bible, Uh, heavenly realm, anything the Bible says about the Godhead or angels or locations or elements or expressions of worship, what what have you. There's 400 of them. I won't read all of them. But, uh, for instance, for, for this... A specific example uh, anything about God or Satan or sin or mankind uh, this this person is a person that sounds kind of weird but Aaron is a person he's a Jew he's a prophet of God he's also called the priest of God he's from a, a particular lineage and so we keep track of all of that for each individual word because we want to be able to search like that I mean Christ told us to search the scriptures so we want to search the scriptures and there's a lot missing in the way people study the Bible uh, if they don't have a words first approach and so this is a words first approach and so I'll show you some examples of how this makes a, a difference so this is a, a man the leader of the house and he's from a certain people group and so forth so you have units of measure anything about locations the earth waters places of worship uh, natural species trees uh, celestial bodies actions materials materials all the materials in the Bible I want to find out for instance show me all the materials in the Bible that have to do with clothing okay well we have a category for that well why would they make, why why would anybody be uh, interested in that well let's say that you know you look up the articles of clothing in the Bible and it gives you a result of all the verses that mention articles of clothing. Now if you're familiar with the Bible, you know what to expect. But maybe if you're not very familiar with it, you may find out and you may be surprised to find out that the fig leaves made the list of articles of clothing. And you may be wondering who in the world will clothe themselves with fig leaves. And believe me, I grew up in a third world country. You don't want to try that, okay? It's not uh, it's not uh, a material that's uh, <laughs> very comfortable. Anyway, so (laughs) (coughs) it has a specific meaning. There are some people that clothe themselves with fig leaves. So you might find some surprises or things that you don't expect. But because we keep track of it at at a word level, then we we have all this uh, information. And then so then we have the dictionary definition. So this would be uh, the, the dictionary definition for Aaron in this case and then we have a draft concordance every reference wherever they're mentioned as many times as they are mentioned in the Bible so we can build a concordance and then some lists of phrases of things that have a doctrinal meaning or weight concerning that particular word so on the left here you have the number of words that start with that uh, with that letter and then the words that are are finished so this 819 would be uh, I don't know if it's readable at all but anyway it would be the number of words that we have finished and a finished word is a word that we have looked up from the beginning to the end we understand how it will be translated and we have done the concordance and the, and the dictionary we also work with word trees not only is it important to work with individual words but also it's important to work with word trees words that go together and to make sure that we are not we're not, uh, we're not Confounding them, and we're not conflating the, the words together. So let me show you a, um, an example, for for instance. So this this tree has a lot of words that have to do with the concept of, of lying. So you have a lot of words that are that are similar, that are synonyms, but they are different. They have a different uh, meaning to them. So words like beguile or betray, craftiness, cunning, deceit, deceitfulness. Uh, defamed, dissimulation, d- defraud, false, falsehood, forgery, mischief, subtlety, treacherous, treachery, treason, wiles all of these things are, are similar words, they have some similarity, uh, and so they 're under one category or one big meaning of, of lies, uh, but they're, they 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 're all different, and so if God went to the trouble to br- to give us unique words who have, which have a different nuance to them, then we want to make sure that as we're translating each word, we're not only looking at each word individually, but it, we're also looking at the, at the words in groups and in trees of words that go together to make sure that we're not conflating them to the extent that the language allows. Now, languages are not copy and paste. You can't just take from one language and, and convert to, to another. We understand that, but we were going to do our, our, our due diligence to make sure that we're looking at each word, and then nothing is lost in translation. Just because some words are similar, just because they're synonyms, it does not mean that we can use them interchangeably. God went to extend to to make them unique, and so we're going to attempt to do the same. And so then this translates in when when we, we're finished, we're not finished yet with the words. We're almost. Uh, at 80% of all the words in the, the, the dictionary, but once we're finished with the words, then we jump into the text to translate the text, and that is a process that works a lot quicker, because we have already determined beforehand, most of the time is spent on understanding the words, understanding their context, understanding how they will be translated, and then uh, from, from there we can we can jump into translating the text. So when we jump into translating the text, basically our our software just puts together all the words that are found in the King James. It finds the translations, and then it creates sort of a Google Translate, if you will, and then we go in and we fix the, the grammar and make sure that it flows and everything is, is correct. But basically, the, the, the bulk of, of the work is done up front to make sure that, that we uh, are, are paying attention to individual words because that is how, how God works in, in the, uh, with, with his word. And so this, this is our, our website, basically on the left we have the, the translation and so this is the Albanian one, uh, again we're not, we're not there yet because we're not finished with the words, but uh, you can basically uh, put another Bible side by side, so I'm going to put the, the King James next, next to it, and then as you go through each chapter of, of, uh, of each book of the Bible, uh, you can read on the left and then you can click on each word and then you can defi- you can see di- the, the definition of that word to the right that's what the dictionary is for and this is the thing that we were working on on our platform now this is the website that displays that information so when you look up a word on the dictionary uh, we're going to show you the first mention of that word because we believe that God kind of uses that principle of showing you the first time a word is is mentioned it determines the context how that word will be used in the rest of the scriptures so we we show you that we also are going to show you the frequency of uh, that word uh, through this graph you can hover over each book of the Bible and it will show you and you can you can visually see uh, how how much or how frequent a word has been used in in the Bible and then we're going to show you all the related words. If this word that you're looking for is found in a word tree, then we're going to show you all the other words that are related to this word because if you're interested in this particular word, then chances are uh, you're also interested in in other words that are related to this. And then uh, we have resources. Now don't get too excited. This is not personal. But uh, (laughs) this is a a placeholder right now for uh, what we want to use it for is basically for our pastors in Albania to post content that is related to a particular word in other words we expect even lost people to come to the website and to check out the dictionary even if they don't believe uh, the Bible Uh, many of them will have an interest to see what is this word in the Bible what is this about and so you know many of them will come and if they are uh, interested in a particular word that means that we can seize that opportunity Let's see if I can make it better. yes thank you we want to seize that opportunity to show them content that is related to that to that word and so what we're going to have there what we plan to do with this portion is to provide uh, resources and materials videos that are related to that particular word or that particular topic so if they're interested in salvation or Jesus or dispensation or what have you we're going to take the most important words uh, and we're going to show them material that is interested resources that is that that is um, that correlates to what to what they're searching for so that is the purpose of, of the resources show it 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 might but uh, (laughs) that is the number one reason I did not choose the windows but uh, (laughs) that one time and it failed okay okay so um, and then besides besides the dictionary of course we have um, the searches so you can search like you would regularly search through uh, 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 Bible software with words or 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 uh, phrases, but you can also search with with categories, uh, and this is where our categories come come in. so um, once we're able to hook this up I'll, I'll show you what it looks like. But basically, I have an example here of uh, me searching for. All the soldiers in the Bible, soldier types in the Bible. Second Timothy 2 2, we love the verse, we quote it all the time. But verse 3 says, But thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So we are to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Okay, but what does that look like? Okay, practically speaking, what does, what does it mean to be a soldier? Well, you can look up all the soldier types in the Bible. And you can see there are archers, there are bowmen, there are captains, centurions, footmen, general, guard, horsemen, shooters, slingers, spear, spearmen, watchmen. And at a certain point in your life or in your in ministry, God may ask you to be a watchman. That's your job as a soldier. And maybe at a different season in your ministry, God may, may ask you to be an archer, or arm bearer, or a bowman, or whatever the case may be and so those are practical examples of how you can apply that 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 verse in your life whatever phase of your life or ministry you're in And so God God can use that so we have a way of for you to search uh, with individual categories and then you'll get a a result of that and then uh, the other thing is you can make a PDF of that so you can say okay here's all the soldiers types in the Bible include Uh, all the verses that come with it include the dictionary or leave it out whatever the case may be you can choose you can create a a PDF you can email it to your friend and you can sound smart you can sound like you put a lot a lot of work in to create all of that but hopefully it's a tool to to help you study study the Bible Uh, also one of the things that that we have on we have the, the Bible on the left and then on the right we have our tools we have a dictionary we have our searches and then we also have a tab for our tools now in the tools what we what we do is we show you for each chapter whatever whatever your current chapter is that you're that you're reading on we show you four different tabs the first one has all the words in the chapter all the unique words in that chapter and how many times each of those words is used that helps you to give it a quick look and see okay what are the most frequent words that God uses in this chapter and so sometimes if you're if you're not studying it but if you're just scrolling through or just reading through 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 the Bible it may not catch your eye that okay in this chapter God is emphasizing this word and so by giving you that tool it it hopefully catches your eye that these are the most important or or not important necessarily but but the words that God is emphasizing in this chapter besides the words and the unique words we show you the numbers if there's any numbers found in that chapter we're going to show you all the numbers that are found in that chapter now why would that be important well revelation 13:18 it, sa- it says here is wisdom uh, let him that, that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score and six so there is wisdom in paying attention to numbers now I know people can go overboard I, I understand that and you know they can make up stuff but nevertheless there are numbers in the Bible that are important for you to study and pay attention to and so this helps you in if you go to any chapter it's going to show you all of the numbers that are in that chapter besides the numbers it also shows you keywords and key phrases this would be words like for instance um, ox or oxen Passover rain Raven serpent apples Babylon barren blind bread captivity clouds desert desolation dragon Egypt fig and, and so forth Leviathan and so forth so you have about a hundred words that are, are are built in and then you have phrases as well for instance without blemish innocent blood the day of the Lord that day the day of Jesus Christ third day great tribulation how long phrases like this now this tool will give you that in other words if you're looking at a particular chapter and that chapter has any of these words or any of these phrases it will give them to you to the right where you can constantly you can read and then you can constantly look at, at the left and see what unique words are used here and what numbers are used here and what key phrases. Now this list we have a built-in list the, that we're building into the software. The, the software comes with a list but the, the beauty of it is that it, it, it's not biased in the sense that you can maintain your own list. Okay, it comes with a certain list, so if you've gone through how to study the Bible, this will be the list of uh, words that you would study in that, in that course, okay? But, but you can maintain your own list. As God shows you more, more words, or more phrases, or as you study the Scriptures more, then you can update this, this list yourself, you can maintain this list yourself, and then as God teaches you more, you can uh, have, have this show up as you're reading. Or you can go to your pastor and say, hey, can you give me that list? Because I want to see what, what you have come up with. So that will be a great tool to, to help you keep, keep track of that. And then the last tab that we show here in the, in the tools, uh, besides the, the individual words, the numbers, the keywords and phrases, is also the first mention. So through as you're navigating through each chapter of the Bible, if there are any words in that chapter that are mentioned for the first time, it's going to give you a list of all the words, they're mentioned in that chapter for the first time. Sometimes you don't, you know, the 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 eye sees it, but but the mind hasn't really caught up to it. Okay, so sometimes it it helps to to see a list of okay, I see that in this chapter, God has used these words for the first time, and so that that may make a difference in helping you how you, how you study uh, for for the scriptures. For instance, if you're reading through the Book of Ezra, or you know, First First Chronicles, where you have a lot of uh, genealogies and uh, names you're, you're probably not been paying, paying too much attention to them uh, and so in the book of Ezra in chapter 2 for instance when it gives long genealogy of names stuck in there in verse 13 is the children of uh, Dominic 600 three score and six so you might wonder hey, why you know as you are reading through the names you may not pay attention but 666 shows up in a book talking about a king giving a a decree for the Jews to go back to the land that might be that might be something that that might interest us (laughs) especially in the end times Uh, so this is for is this is just a tool Okay. so now I can show you Okay. these are the words the individual words that are uh, that are used you can turn off the definite indefinite articles and, and so forth so in this chapter you can look at the nouns the verbs and adjectives is God and the earth for instance are used are the most frequent n- nouns used in in this chapter in Genesis chapter one and so in under numbers you have cardinal numbers and you have ordinal numbers uh, so the cardinal numbers would be whole numbers or full numbers or integers whatever you want to call them uh, and then ordinal num- numbers are also important in the Bible. Because Christ said, I'm the first and the last. And he said the first will be last and the last will be first. And Paul the the writes to the Corinthians the second time about a certain topic. So we, we want to pay attention to ordinal numbers as well. Thank God, no decimal point numbers. That's a big plus. <laughs> if you're not into that. Uh, and then this are the, the keywords that I was talking about, and this is the list that you maintain here's the the different unique words you can add your own words to the list or the different phrases uh, without blemish innocent blood and and so forth you can maintain your own your own uh, list so as you as you're reading through the through the Bible then then this can help you just by putting in front of your eyes something that might be important to you now if these don't mean anything to you that's that's okay if you, if, if you don't see the point of having numbers and keywords and the first mention and all that, that's okay. God still loves you, but you probably <laughs> are not going to get much of, out of the Scripture. So this is the time to sign up for discipleship or or LFBI classes. So. And if you call in the next five minutes, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so is, is this biased? Yes and no. It is a biased tool in the sense that any tool is biased. Whoever made the screwdriver or the wrench or any other tools, they were biased to think that those tools are going to help you build something or, or fix something. So, this is biased in the sense of if you believe that God has used individual words in the Bible and they are important you should pay attention to that this is something they may they may be uh, of help otherwise it is probably not a it's not a help there's plenty of other tools out there that, that would focus more on the Greek and, and Hebrew and so there's tons of those resources but we asked the same question Brandon asked the question Wednesday night. where are the resources for dispensationalists and people that believe have a faith-based view view of the scripture and we asked the same question when we started uh, doing this work where are the tools for us to translate the Bible uh, for people that believe that God didn't just write the originals and then left and disappeared but he was actually present in the process of preservation and we can trust his words his individual words and so we found that there wasn't much out there so we we Thought it would be a good idea to build it the, this way. All right. So for the remaining of the time, I, I want to uh, take take a few minutes to show you some examples, uh, because people are are always interested about nuggets, and so I want to show you some examples of uh, what is what does it look like when you pay attention to uh, individual words and. Um, I probably should find this first the individual words in the Bible and uh, uh, what what difference does it make so I'm just gonna go through a couple couple of examples if it's okay with you Uh, so get ready for some word studies now I'm not a word nerd by any stretch of imagination I'm more on the numbers side but I do love God's word (laughs) and so we have to pay attention to it so let's look at some individual words in the Bible so the word coat and vesture in the Bible. Uh, the first mention of the word coat is used in Genesis 3:21 after Adam and Eve and sinned, and God makes coats of skin and and He clothed them. So it's connected with redemption throughout the Bible. The second time it's mentioned is Joseph wa- wearing the coat of many colors, which is drenched in blood uh, by his brethren. This, the that's the second mention and then it's used for Aaron and Aaron's garments the coat uh, it's used for his sons as well who serve in the tabernacle it's used for Samuel and then it is used in the New Testament for Jesus and it says that that Jesus wore this this coat and that is the word the use of the word coat in the Bible and it's connected with redemption now the word vesture in the Bible is used for the first time for Joseph when he comes on the throne when he is exalted on the throne and he he wears a vesture it is used in Psalm 20, 22 when it talks about Christ in prophecy talking about the, the the soldier casting lots upon his vesture and then it's used in the book of Revelation depicting the second coming of Christ that he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and he had had on him his vesture and so God is very specific with with words and these words if you study them they're dispensational one of them has to do with redemption and the other one has to do with the second coming of Christ and the only time these words meet together the only time you find these words together in one verse in one phrase in one place is in the Gospel of John, chapter 19, where it talks about the soldiers that had crucified Jesus took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now his coat was was without seam, woven from top throughout. And then it says down at verse uh, last part of 24, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. So, God takes two words which are dispensational. One is connected with redemption, and the other one is connected with the second coming of Christ. And the only time they meet is at the cross of Christ. Because at the cross, He is our Savior. He is the one that redeems us from the penalty of our sin. But He's also the King of the Jews. There was a superscription written in Latin and Hebrew and Greek the King of the Jews. And He's also the soon coming King. So paying attention to individual words is going to teach you bib- biblical doctrine, Amen. and it's going to help you keep your doctrine straight so you don't end up with false doctrine. Here's another example of these two words of purple and scarlet. They are two words that are used throughout, especially Exodus, talking about the tabernacle, the colors of the tabernacle. Blue, purple, and scarlet, over and over and over again. We won't read all the verses, but you can look up the the references. the 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 uh, curtains of the tabernacle are made of blue, purple, and scarlet. Uh, the hangings of the door of the tent, purple and scarlet. Uh, Exodus 28 as well continues with the description of the ephod, the the clothing of the high priest purple and scarlet uh, the cherubim's purple and scarlet the veil purple and, and, and scarlet and it continues with Aaron and his uh, and the priests, and their and their robes with purple and scarlet the girdle is also purple and scarlet the breastplate purple and, and, and scarlet the, the pomegranates at the bottom of, of the robes purple and and scarlet and other references you have them there you can look them up purple and scarlet over and over and over again those are the the colors of the tabernacle and then we come to the New Testament and we see in Matthew in verse uh, 28 of chapter 27 when talking about Christ that the soldiers they stripped him they put on a scarlet robe but in the book of Mark it says that they clothed him with purple and they they mocked him they, they took off the purple form from him uh, and, and put on his own clothes the clothes that he had before and they led him out to crucify him now one commentator said that we shouldn't pay too much attention to that uh, because Matthew says Scarlet and Mark and John say purple because he said his his reasoning was that men are usually usually colorblind so we shouldn't pay attention to that <laughs> uh, but I think it, God is, is very specific with his words. <laughs> he spent a lot of time in Exodus telling you that these two colors are very important. And the high priest would take off his clothes when he would walk in to offer the sacrifice for their sins. And he would only have his linen clothes to, to, to show his righteousness. The picture of Christ taking on the glory and the beauty that he had with the Father. That's what the clothes were made for, by the way. That's what it says in Exodus. He takes them off and he goes in and offers his sacrifice for, for, for their sins. And then he would come on and he would put on his clothes. And that's what Christ did. He took he, he put on the purple and the scarlet. And then when they took him to the cross, he wore the 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 cloth, the clothes, the clothes that, that he was that he was wearing before that. And so we see John talking about again about the purple robe. So I don't know have to understand everything. How that fits? When exactly did he wear the purple and did he wear the the, the scarlet? That's a good that's a good study to do at one point. But between him f- showing up for the first time at Pilate and then being sent to Herod and coming back again to Pilate and then being sent to be beaten and then being sent to the cross, he showed up in purple and scarlet, and that's not no coincidence. It's no coincidence, by the way, that there is a religion that mimics the purple and the scarlet, it's, and it, it is this this woman that we talked about yesterday. It started with Babel and, and Babylon, and she is arrayed with purple and scarlet, and you can't miss it unless you're not paying attention to the Bible, because she is clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold. An imitation of the true redemption she's not the real one i'm not picking on any one religion i'm not here i'm not here for that i'm not here for that but i but i am here to show you how paying attention to the bible will help you not get confused if you get the truth from the news you're standing on dangerous ground but if you go to the Bible you will never get confused no matter how much the world is is deceived and the last word I want to show you is the word tapestry the word tapestry shows up two times in the Bible so you can't miss it if you pay attention the first time that it shows up is in Proverbs chapter 7 and it's talking about the strange woman this religious system and she it says that she has decked her bed with coverings of tapestry and the second time this word shows up is in Proverbs chapter 31 when it talks about the virtuous woman so there's two women in the Bible that you have to pay attention to you have to get this down doctrinally speaking the strange woman and the virtuous woman because they represent two different things and the strange woman is an imitation she's not the real deal but she mimics the real woman the virtuous woman and you can find this connection through this word tapestry because it only applies to, to the two of them. And so, if you fly to Albania and take a plane for one and a half hours west, you will end up in this place. It's a famous museum. I won't mention his name, its name, uh, because it's in the Vatican. But the uh, <laughs> you will find there these rooms. They're called Raffaello's rooms. He was a con- contemporary of Michelangelo's, and his, 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 he was a painter but he also did these wonderful works in tapestry all these are tapestry these are high quality high pixelated works of art in tapestry and when when they were uh, initially made they were put in the Pope's into the Pope's chambers and you can find them in the in the Vatican Museum and they're very beautiful to look at so much so that they may deceive you about the role of this this woman. Now I I say this to say to say what I'm going to say, which is as we talk about Bible translations, we need to understand that there are two viewpoints of people coming to to the Bible. There is those that think that the answer in Bible translation is that God wrote the originals and that he and then he he disappeared, and it is up to scholarship to give us the words of God and what they mean by that usually is they will go to two very corrupt manuscripts that the that that the Christians had rejected for centuries and centuries and that they will mimic the real ones but they're not the real ones and if you pay attention to the Bible if you pay attention to the specific words of the Bible you will be safe because God will make sure that you are not confused by a religious system that mimics the real the real faith but if you have a faith based view of the scriptures then it is up to us to continue to uphold the importance of individual words in the Bible and how God uses them and that is the approach that we have taken in making this translation making a a dictionary providing a biblical definition and also some tools to help people who come from this viewpoint of how, of what they believe about the Bible and the importance of the individual words and pay attention to them. I'm sure you probably have a lot of questions, I'm free to, uh, available to answer any of them, Uh, but thank you for your time, I appreciate it. We hope this message was a blessing to you. If you're interested in learning more about the Living Faith Fellowship, visit lffellowship.com. God bless.